Thank you for listening to the Pepe Community Project, OXB Real Series. This is your host, Mark, and we interview community members who are building an ecosystem for the cryptocurrency Pepe. Hey, Rage, but appreciate you coming by and being a part of the OXB Real Series, man. How are you doing today? Hey, Mark. I'm doing great, man. Thank you for uh, inviting me to the show. It's really an honor, man. Appreciate it. I'm great. Yeah. Glad you're able to get by. You know, we're, you're enjoying your time so far at the Pepe community. Oh man, it's it's a breath of fresh air. It's really amazing. Um, just what a wonderful group of people that are just intelligent, smart. Uh, just so many check, you know, marks for the team, right? So yeah, I'm having a blast. Yeah, man, it's a. Uh... It's been a lot of fun. You know, I, I don't get out there in front that much talking to VC, some of the podcasts, and, uh, you know, I'm I'm really enjoying myself. It's something that I've always wanted to do. You know, it's pro- probably something you don't know about me. Um, in 2005, 2006, seven, somewhere in there, I had a, a two-year stint on a radio show. Oh, cool. A, yeah, a local radio show. It was a talk, talk radio, and it was a, a financial show about mortgages and real estate a lot of fun not really sure how many listeners we had you know it was, wasn't a popular show it was more of an advertisement but it was a lot of fun doing this is real similar you know it brings back a lot of memories man i bet man it, it, it's really cool you always like learn so much about everyone right and yeah. their background and, and it's only the the tip of the iceberg right there's so much talent no, that's cool, Mark. That that's pretty awesome, man. So you got a lot of experience, I guess, in the finance uh, world, I guess. So that's great. It's great to have yeah. that uh, that knowledge in our team. Yeah, finance and real estate. Funny, expand on that just a little bit. We um, back then, I was the youngest in that world. You know, I was in a position where I was a mortgage originator, which is a sales position, and uh, I found myself being looked at as too young a lot of times and here i am full circle and i'm one of the older guys it's kind of funny <laughs> you know? I, I look at it as uh one of the more experienced guys right yeah well yeah. one half dozen of the other my dad used to always say yes sir yeah one way to look at it yeah but it's uh just funny that i, I just thought about that i didn't it's not something i thought about a lot of the show or whatever but Thank you for listening to the Pepe Community Project's OXB Real Series. If you would like more information about the Project Pepe, please come over to our Telegram at Pepe Community Interest. Yeah, I think uh, if I remember correctly, you do you're a programmer, correct? That's correct. Have you been doing that a long time? Yeah. I've got quite a bit of experience. Um, I got a computer science background. Um, yeah, no, you know, I got into it. You know, I had no idea what, you know, I always had this fascination about computers, right? Couldn't afford one. And uh, always wondered, like, what, like, what's going on in the background? How, do, how does it work? So I had that curiosity. So I took a first programming language. Didn't really do good because I didn't have a computer. But I kept going at it, man, and I fell in love with it, and I just, you know, pushed forward, man. Computers and technology have advanced so quickly in such a short period of time, it blows my mind. I remember receiving 
a, a, a disk in the mail that was internet. And I was like, my family received it in the mail, looked at it, and was like, this is a scam. That's what we thought. <laughs> but we didn't know. I mean, that's, you know, I graduated high school. A floppy yeah, disk? No, it was a, well, yeah, actually, the first time it came, it was a floppy disk. And then, like, one or two years later, you got the same thing again, but this time it was on a CD. And it was um, the original um, internet provider. Um, AOL. AOL. I graduated high school as the internet was born. You know, when I got into college, I think I started maybe one or two laptops in class. Maybe one. Like, out of all of them. <laughs> you know, they didn't didn't have the internet, so, the, you know, the laptop was only for, um, was it called Word? It was called uh, something different. But it ended up coming, you know, Word, Word Perfect. That's all, yeah. that's all you had on it was Word Perfect. Anyway, it was just a time gone yeah, by. Really laugh, now it's got, you know. I remember Windows, what was it? 3.1, 95, 98, 2000, all of them, right? Mm-hmm. And Linux systems as well. I was really into it, so. I uh, uh, spent a lot of time researching, learning, knocking on people's doors, spending time with the TAs, whatever I could do to grasp any information, right? Because when I graduated school, I was like, well, it's great. I got, you know, a scientific background. I could write algorithms. I could do a lot of cool stuff. But what do you do with it, right? I didn't have that business knowledge towards it, so... But yeah, no, it's a, it's a fascinating, you know, you mentioned it's going really fast, right? But here's, here's the cool thing, Mark, the fundamentals, right, it's, is so important. And when I was in school, they taught us all the, the theoreticals, right? All the algorithms that usually a lot of the, you know, developments that's done today, you don't see that. But it's important to understand that. And uh, I remember in class, I was like, well, I'm not going to ever use this. Am I going to ever use this? And guess what? I do actually use it, and it's extremely important. And with, with uh, you know, modern technology and modern programming languages, if you have that background, you're definitely in the 99 percentile, or in the one percentile, sorry, of that knowledge. So even though uh, we've moved so fast in technology, the foundation is still there, which is which is super cool. Yeah. So the the computing power has gotten larger but the coding and all that has kind of stayed the same right for over the years yeah you know they they abstract so what happens is they make it a lot easier to develop so you don't have to understand kind of the the low level you know programming instructions right and so as time goes on you know it just keeps evolving evolving and now they're trying to push chat gpt to, to help you pair up and program together so you actually you know i hate to say it you just become less you're, you're more naive to understanding what's really going on in the background but at the end of the day your computer is just processing instructions bits and bytes and uh that those fundamentals hasn't really changed the processing power has the languages and the you know the layers and the tools that you use have changed but those algorithms are still there right so yeah, it's, it's always been really interesting to me, you know, the technology computer 
programming and all that. It's not something I know how to do. I really wish I would have spent more time learning it. Um, I took a lot of computer classes in college, but, um, you know, I, I went the education route and, you know, something I don't even use. Hindsight's always good. You know, I, you know I, I go back to as well and I'm like, man, I wish I spent more time, you know, I wish I could go back to school, to be honest with you, and retake everything again, right, to fill in some of the, the gaps. Because sometimes in school, you just want to pass and just make it through, right? I did what yeah. I learned. But uh, so I, every now and then I go and, you know, MIT, just by the way, MIT has a lot of free courses online. They're amazing. It's very technical. But uh, every now and then when I get a chance, I go check out a couple, you know, classes out there regarding the algorithms and, and data structures and whatnot. But uh, it's pretty fascinating. It ain't too late, Mark. You know what I mean? Yeah, it ain't no, too it's never too late. No, I, I've... Uh... You know, since I've got involved in crypto, I've learned how to read contracts. I learned some of that when long time ago, but I'm I'm having to dust it off and I'm having to learn more. And I'm, you know, I found a contract reader and downloaded Python. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not real sure if uh, we'll see where it takes me. How about that? You know, I'm yeah. I'm I'm, uh, I'm kind of one of those guys that um, I don't do anything halfway. It's all or nothing. Love it's it. Just, Got it. Yeah. It's just way I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Only know one speed, which can be advantageous. Sometimes, it, you know, it could be detrimental because I don't. I'd only know that one speed and where I am. But I, let me ask you: Did you? How long have you been with or been here in Pepe community? I mean, I remember you going way back. But I believe so. I think I was like towards the tail end of it, right? I wasn't definitely the first like when it when it popped off because I bought in at a pretty high market cap. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I think I was in roughly around the first week, you know, maybe towards the yeah. tail end of it. Yeah. For those of you listening that, that aren't aware, we launched, uh, the Pepe community project on August the 24th, which was the Thursday drawing a timeline here. I stumbled up on it day one and let me tell you a sad story. I bought it in the second day. I got scammed out of my token. It was, um, cause I didn't buy, I don't. I didn't buy much. I mean, yeah, I bought like like thirty. Let's see, ten thousand tokens, thirty five thousand tokens, thirty six thousand mm -hmm. tokens, somewhere in there that got sand out of. But um, I'm glad it happened because um, you know my guard was down, and uh, from that day, you know, pretty much every aspect I stopped buying. I think around uh, twenty million market cap and over the hump and came back down to twenty million. And I bought it all the way down, so I've got. You know, any, anything below 20 million market cap, I've got it in my bag. Sorry to hear that you got scammed, man, but sometimes, you know. It, it was good. It really was. I believe it was a good thing that happened because um, it was with a ledger on top of that. You know, really? you, you know, had a ledger. It's one of the most secure ways you know, to hold your crypto. But I didn't really, you know, I hadn't used it much. And I interacted with something that sent me a transaction on my ledger. And so I immediately knew what it was. And I was like, oh, it's trying to scam me, you know, and then I rejected it. But it had two parts. Just did another check because I didn't know that was sitting in the ledger until I picked it up because I interacted with something. It sent me the transaction. And then I went out and I was actually like buying more Pepe or, you know, I might have been, I might have been swapping, you know, buying some Ethereum, whatever I was doing. And I picked up, picked it up and I said, oh, this that's not my transaction. That's weird. Oh, that's that. That's that website. So I deleted it. But the second part is what got me because I didn't look. I went too fast, and I thought that I was 
approving my transaction. So he got that mm -hmm. Pepe. I'm pretty sure the first part of that transaction probably ceased. If I had to, you know, if I had to guess, that's what it was. So they didn't get any ease. They just got the Pepe because it was the second part. Nevertheless, it was, you know, hey, I learned, I know, I, I learned fastest look. for listening to the Pepe Community Project's OXB Real Series. If you would like more information about the Project Pepe, please come over to our Telegram at Pepe Community Interest. I'm not yeah. from the meta space, okay? I, I, I got involved with cryptocurrency about two years ago. And uh, the reason I, I came here, the state of the economy, the fact that our federal government is trying to push us into a digital dollar that they control, through our phones, through, you know, microchips, through that, you know, that whole narrative, we're, we're going to take care of the narrative they have with the digital dollar. And I knew, you know, that's not what I want. And I know that it's headed towards digital currency, and towards cryptocurrency. So I wanted to be first and be here and, and learn. And I get here, you know, I get into the space of crypto and I'm like, it's such a big space. So many people already trading 3,000 coins already. Oh, no, there's 5,000. Yeah. That, that, that's what got me here. And I traded for a couple of years. I was just, I say I traded. Really what I was doing was accumulating. I was buying Ethereum and Bitcoin. And then I bought, you know, all the different alts. And, you know, I, because I believe that our transaction system is broken. The one we use now is fiat, you know, bank to bank, you know, write a check mm -hmm. in, you know, Birmingham. And it actually takes like two weeks before the bank in California actually receives their money. Think that's garbage. I learned a little bit about how the government um, held us back on uh, a new financial system, and we're running on something that's out of date. And they did it on purpose because they had control of it, and they didn't want to change because they lose control. That's what got me here. And I'm, you know, buying these, you know, buying these coins, and you know, I start learning a little bit about the meme project, and then I bought some Doge, and I bought some Shiba Inu, mainly because they were catching my attention more than anything because of the gains were so high started doing a little investigation full run in the bear market i was going to buy into a project that would go into the bull run of pepe and i have history and when i saw it launch that's what brought me. i already knew the other pepe was out there and i already knew that that time had passed and i didn't trust the people that were involved in it yes, what, what yeah. was the reasons why you were here so you came to pepe oh well uh i gotta give you a little bit of history i guess so me being kind of like a uh, just a software developer, I, I'm around a lot of just technical folks. So I heard about Bitcoin probably right around when it first came out, but had no idea. Right? It was just a, you know, you know, it didn't really have a, a meaning, the same meaning that it does now, or whether you know, in the last five years either. Uh, but I kept my eye on it. I even think, to be honest with you, I think I probably at some point had some Bitcoin, but it was such one of it was just like a um, uh, it had a low impact, right, for me. So I didn't really keep track of it. I don't know if I, you know, maybe I started mining it. I started playing. I played with a lot of different tools, right. So it's hard to kind of reflect back, but I kind of let that go for a while, and then you know, when Bitcoin took off. You know, I was like, uh, I just kept my eye on it. And I, and I honestly, I think I threw away those computers that were mining it. You know, I think I, you know, recycled it. But um, but anyhow, so I, I kept, kept you know, my eye on, you know, the crypto 
market and just understanding it. And just until maybe about several years ago is really when I got into it. I said, okay, you know, I really need to be, you know, with this type of technology just to stay ahead or stay with our current time. So, yeah, that's like you, you know, I got into, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum um, and some of those altcoins. And I did buy, you know, I think, uh, what was it, Shiba at one point. And I held on to it. And, you know, really there was no traction. I think I came in towards the, the you know, the end of the last bull market. You know, all the hype came in. Everyone heard about it. And then I got FOMO and I was like, no, this is the time I could afford to come in and just just go buy something just to be a part of it right so that's what i did and then up until about a year ago i um wanted to learn a little bit more about the blockchain so you know i was on uh i was actually on uh TikTok and uh and i know i'm not a big social media guy whatsoever but uh i got into TikTok. i saw a lot of crypto influencers which led me to their telegram. And, you know, it, it was like an undefined world for me. Like I had no one comes out and says, okay, here's how you get into crypto, right? You got to go uh, to the telegram. You got to check out the white papers. It's kind of like, you know, an underground thing right now. It's not like a known yeah. type of concept, right? You have to find it. You got to find it, right? There are many people sharpening their swords, building applications for this metaverse. The way we interact, the way we, you know, from a physical, uh, from a physical world or from like a, you know, financial instrument, the way we do things is going to change. This is kind of an obsolete way, just like how, you, how we're talking right now. We should be yeah. doing this interview on the metaverse, right? With a whiteboard, with, uh, you know, um, yeah, sitting in a room together, sitting in a room together, right? With our avatars. So I definitely, you know, I definitely see that it's going to be there. Right. Um, so I was like, you know what, as a software developer, I really need to understand the blockchain. I started, you know, getting into the telegram chats to seeing what these coins are people talking about meme coins. Right. I had no idea what a meme coin is. And to be honest with you, I didn't really respect it. I was like, this is just garbage. There's no utility. This is just a, you know, I, I don't know how the value is even going up. I had no like concept towards this type of you know world but i spent some time there and to be honest with you i got scammed too i wouldn't say scam but i was influenced by yeah. so-called influencers right yeah. um and all i really wanted to do is just come in and just learn about it i wanted to actually talk to the devs so i wanted to go to the telegram i wanted to see who the dev was i wanted to see if i could volunteer and help and in exchange to understanding like you know what their process is um, you know, typically, you know, I do mentorships too. When, you know, people want to learn about software development, you know, they reach out to me. And uh, when I got time, I definitely, you know, spent some time and, you know, show them the ropes. I would, I was kind of expecting the same thing, but uh, little did I know, right? Um, long story short, I uh, purchased some coins one after another. I got involved in the pump and dump scams. I was exit liquidity. That's really what I was. Um, and then I just got to a point where I was done, right? I was like, that's it. You know, I'll just stick to like, you know, the the utility tokens. Forget about all this stuff that's going on in this meme world. 
Um, but until one day I was in spaces, right? And I came across a space where Sonic was hosting. And I started listening and I was like, immediately I gravitated towards him because of the way he presented himself, right? He was very authentic, warm, seemed very honest. So, uh, you know, that first night I spent listening to him and that's when they were doing 24 hour spaces. I uh, spent a couple of nights with those guys just listening. Uh, I was really motivated. And then I got over to the telegram and once I was in the telegram, it was, it was history. I was like, that's it. You know, let me give this a shot. And, uh, I've been there since. Right. And I became an active community member. I've met so much. I've learned so much. It, it has been truly a, a positive experience for me. It basically changed the way I looked at meme coins because now I really understand kind of the, the culture behind it, especially with uh, the you know, Pepe community, with Matt Fury and our beautiful frog and the happiness that it gives, right? I connected with that and I saw that. So, you know, that, that, that experience that I had, even though it was somewhat, I would say negative, I continued pursuing forward, which turned into something extremely positive, right? I wouldn't change my path, put it to you that way. Yeah, I understand that. I, I definitely wouldn't change anything I've gone through either. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that you were around when Bitcoin started. I remember that time too, you know, and I remember the feeling that I had about Bitcoin was, you mean to tell me that in a sense, you're going to be able to email money to people? <laughs> That's what I thought. Well, yep. I mean, and at, you know, at the time, that's what I, you know, what I was reading is what it sounded like. You're going to be able to transfer the money to people like that. I had the same feeling too about meme coins until I understood all of cryptocurrency. You know, Bitcoin, you know, other than its value, it doesn't have, it has, blo it has blockchain that it runs on, but it doesn't really do anything else. You know, most all the other tokens that I don't have a problem with that. You know, people are going to say, well, it's just a meme coin, you know, that's, just because they don't, you know, they don't understand that that's the way it starts out. Every project that launches in the beginning is, has no inherent value. Utilities always come later. And, you know, unless there's an investment first and stuff gets built beforehand, but most all projects start out with fundraising, the DeFi space, the utilities are built from there. Yep. It's almost like a fundraiser. It is. I mean, yeah. like, uh, you really have to get into it to kind of understand it, right? Because now i have a pretty good solid understanding of the culture behind it right and you know th there's nothing stopping someone from building a blockchain that only uses uh pepe community right sure. so i mean you can build other utilities that come out come out of it and there was an article i think um, one of our members always talked about this but the bitcoin article comparing it to pepe Right. So, yeah, it's uh, it's really fascinating in the world we live in. And, and what's surprising, I think, is that uh, I think in the next four years, and especially this bull run, you're going to see that transformation happen where the normies, a majority of the normies will have to will come in to this yeah. space. I think it's a small percentage right now, but we're early, relatively yeah. early. It's going to be a uh, transfer of wealth. Yeah. Wealth is going to. You know, the, the people that are in charge now that are fighting so hard with everybody over everything and making us take shots and telling us that our meat's no good and this, you know, all this crazy shit they're trying to shove down our throats. Yeah. It's all because they got all the money. As soon as this crypto uh, currency is, is fully embraced, then the, the money transfer will go from away from them and to 
a new whole group of people. And it's a it's an awesome time to be alive, especially to be sitting where we're at because we're we are early. I mean, you know, we're you know, when I first got here, I thought, man, I'm 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 late to class. But the longer I've hung around and learned and read and learned, we're really early, really early in crypto as a whole. And there's no telling where Ethereum's going or any of the side chains that they've created, you know, XRP, yeah. all the technologies that they've created, for, you know, the new, the new transactions that, you know, like I said before, you know, I'm here because it takes like four intermediaries for me to send fiat to you and you're on the other side of the, you know, or the country from me, four intermediaries to get you the money. And it's not fast, it's slow, it's stupid slow. Yeah. And that's shameful, you know? And it, we should be in a system, our money's instant. Everything else is instant. Instant yep. gratification on there. I, I absolutely, they build all these technologies and all these phones and all these advertisements and everything you touch is instant. And except your dollar, it's not instant. Your phone call across the world is instant. Instant. Right. Instant, right? You know, I mean, I see, I see so many different use cases. I mean, just some simple ones too, right? Like using, you go to a parking meter. Uh, we don't really have any telephone booths anymore. I think they removed all that. Uh, and a lot of them have moved into like a digital where you put your card in. That that no longer is going to be required to as well. But imagine the ones that still you have to put change in. I mean, all of these, there's going to be a lot of devices where I'm getting at. It's not just person to person. It's, you know, person to devices, you know, P to D type of thing where you can do transactions, whether it be a vending machine, whether it be a parking meter, um, whether it be, you know, um, just paying your utilities, right? There could be like a device where you can just send your tokens quick and sending your tokens is going to change too, right? The way you, you know copy a token address and, you know, move money from one to another. That's all going to change. That utility, that UI will change and it'll be a lot easier. It'll be a lot more secure. So I can definitely see lots of digital transactions, not just from person to person, but. but, but uh, real live money, though, not transfer of debt, which is what we're passing around now, the dollar. Indebtedness. Yep. We're going to get rid of all that and get into crypto and digital currencies. And when I send you money, it's. Real, real money. No debt. Yep. No, no strings attached. If you want to send your 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 cousin or your family member money right now, what do you got to do? You either got to drive up to their house and drop them some fiat. Yeah. Uh, you can open up Zelle, but what if they don't have you know a, you know a, a bank account, right? Some people don't like doing uh, you know having bank accounts because they don't you know trust the system. So a lot of people like control. They don't trust the banks. And you can't see in the bank, around the bank. You can't see the the system with the blockchain and the transactions that we do on the blockchain. You can see into it. You can see everything. And yeah. and I know that we, you know there's an anonymous you know long wallet transaction number compared to banking, to where it, they spend so much money in security and hiding and passwords and and all all the money they spend on protecting that goes away. Security part, you know. Look. Look at the look at the interest rate that you're getting from a bank right right now, right? And look at countries where there where there's high inflation. You know, there's a lot of people that I've that I've spoken to that rather put their money in crypto than get paid in fiat. 
Uh, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, was it Miami that was trying to be a city, like a crypto-friendly city, where the mayor was trying to, I, I don't know where it led, I haven't, the last time I heard, this was a while back, you know, they were given options to, you know, the people on the payroll to get paid in crypto or, or, or fiat. Uh, I could be mistaken by that, but there was some something around that too as well. A lot of people are just, you know, want control over their money. They want it immediately and they want it securely. Yeah, it's attractive. Yeah. Many, many things about blockchain and crypto and digital money is very attractive. Yeah. I don't want it to end up in the government's hands. I was really, really afraid of it being in the in the government's hands for a long time. But I, as I sit now, I realize that it won't be in the government's hands because we're not going to let it happen. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that for a while. I thought that we still were in that danger. There's so much propaganda they spin around it, confuse you, slow it down until they can, you know, get the next, you know, group elected, et cetera, all that stuff. But as I sit right now, I realize because I'm looking at this crypto and looking at how it's evolved over the, you know, throughout the world, and uh, we're, you know, we're not going to we're not going to roll over and play dead and just let them, you know, control our money and just be, you know, losing fiat is the best thing that could happen to us as taxpayers, in my opinion. I mean, it's the it's great because it pulls the government out of our money and gets them out of it. Let us handle our money and y'all go handle the government. We'll, we'll yeah. lose the money. That, that and also just it's even just i think more than just government with like nfts right non-fungible tokens mm-hmm. right you know ownership of your data right who who should own that data you should right so now with with nfts you're going to see a lot of different type of assets data assets be stored on the blockchain like a will for example Right. Yeah. If I if I want to put a will out or if I, you know, or if I got you know, you're in real estate and there's a contract, you know, that contract could be done, you know, as an NFT on the blockchain. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many use cases for this. It just makes sense. There's no reason why we would go back in time. And, you know, last time I remember, you know, technology is always pushing forward. Right. With the uh, at one point we used uh, what do we use for transportation uh, bikes and then we moved on to horses. Right. I might got the order wrong. But and then from horses, we came up with, you know, another mode of transport and it just constantly evolves. Right. So you can't stop the evolution of technology. Right. Because if you do, then you really won't be able to kind of, um, uh, you know, navigate, uh, you know, current challenges in life. Right. So we always have that. So we're definitely moving forward towards, uh, you know, that type of arena. And, you know, digital assets, right, whether it's, you know, currency, a contract, a gaming uh, award that you won that you want to use. Right. Maybe in other games, it's going to be amazing. We're going to be so scalable. Uh, It's really interesting. It's, It's fascinating to see what you know stuff about web3 and you know you see it and, and you hear you're not really using it it's just an aspect of it 
I've come to believe one of the big roadblocks for Web3 is that it takes the data out of the picture. So Facebook and some of these big social media companies are not going to have access to all the data they've had access to all these years. But Web3 takes that away from them, takes all the data, the data away from all their uh, the big donors. You know, I think that's a good thing. It's a great thing, right? Um, there's like the Data Privacy Act that came out, I don't know, a while back, which was a law passed that consumers have the right to uh, request their data um, from every single website, right, that's out there um, and, and some uh, features that go along with that, right? Because, you know, data is extremely important. A long time ago, I was... Uh, I got a small gig. It was for a political organization and the guy running for, for his office sat me down. He said, look, this is what we're doing. I need you to, you know, build this little app. It was a website at the time. And, uh, he explained to me, he's like, every email address has a monetary value. And like, my mind just went, Poof. I was like, what? You know, I'm like 20 years old. I'm like, an email address has value. You talked about Bitcoin, right? Sending, Bitcoin through email. Like, that's what I thought too, Mark. Yeah. I thought the same way. Like, I was like, it just didn't make sense. I couldn't comprehend. It was so abstract. Yeah. But the guy sat down. He said, every email address has a monetary value. And I was like, and he told me it was like anywhere from three to, I don't know what it was, three to $8, depending on like who the email address was. Right. So they were campaigning. But from that point on, I was like, wow, like that data element has you know lots of intrinsic uh, monetary value so it's important and people abuse that um yeah. and i think it's important that you know that that data be safe right? i don't want you know data about my child or any of my family that's why i'm not i don't like social media that much there's a lot of people that post their pictures and talk about what they do you know my own family included you know that's not my thing because you know these are personal things to me right for me I want my data to be me and no one else. If I choose to put it out there, that's, that's my choice, right? Yeah, if you want to collect, yeah, and if you want to collect my data and sell it to third parties because that's what they do and make a lot of money off of it, well, I think the person that has the data should benefit from that, you know, somehow include that. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I'm with you, man. I think the data belongs to the people. I think it's been abused. And, uh, you know, it's time for the true essence of DeFi, right? To take yeah, over. Decentralized. Yes, sir. I remember one of my favorite memes included Pepe the Frog, but, and it said decentralize everything. Decentralization is kind of what we're going through. Makes sense to me. And I, I'm happy Makes for it. And I'm glad to be yeah. alive for it. And hopefully I can add to it somehow. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, um, okay, just to move forward, um, is, are there any successes that you'd like to share? Anything that, any you know, personal successes, personal growth? I mean, it doesn't really have to be success in the community. It could just be, you know, hey, uh, I know that, let me, let me tell you why I'm asking that question is because since I've been involved with the Pepe community and I've put in, you know, a lot of time, a lot of work, and I'm proud of, you know, proud of it, not, not owed anything or have that opinion. I've grown a lot. Um, I've learned a lot. Uh, I've had uh, growth in other areas of my life because of the, the things that I've been going through with the 
you know, I have more peace, more I have less anxiety. I've learned a lot about, uh, you know, broadcasting the podcast and the, the live feed. That, that you know, that's a win for me. Just things that have always been of interest to me, and I've I've grown in some of those areas, and I've improved some other areas of my life, all because of the uh, learning and, and studying that I've done with Pepe Community. And I just wondered if you've experienced anything like that. Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, I would say definitely. Like, uh, you know, I was on the verge of just leaving, you know, crypto, like meme tokens specifically. But, uh, and I lost complete faith on it. And I, and I don't like to give up that easily. I wouldn't call it giving up, but I was moving on until, you know, I met this, like this group, right? And it took some time to build that trust because I don't really immediately trust anybody, right? And I don't think anyone should, right? Especially in the crypto space, you really got to earn it. Uh, but that takes a lot of time, right? You got to put a lot of time and effort in and um you know you'll you'll gain those gain that trust with the right right group so one of the things that i i really learned and i loved is i i'm not as jaded anymore right i'm i i've got faith into humanity that there are amazing people and there's a lot more right that are just like us mm -hmm. um so that that makes me really happy um i've learned from a technical end right we have a lot of technical people um you know in the pepe community so learning about the blockchain learning about security learning about you know the process with uh you know uh, with meme coin contracts in general uh, really gave me like another breath of fresh air and uh encouragement to continue pushing forward uh, from an outside perspective you know i you know it oh it's always good because when I come to the community, when we go to the, uh, when we're on the main chat, when we're on the VC, when we're doing the shows, we just connect organically and it feels good, right? It, it kind of, I know it's cliche, but it's that feel good energy that you get when you come to this community. Um, I, I feel like in the last, what, it's almost three months, it has gone by so fast. And I always reflect on this. I'm like, you know, when you're having a good time, time goes by extremely fast and so that's what i'm experiencing right now it's just i'm having an amazing time i'm having that feel good sorry you're gonna have to pause okay rage uh appreciate you uh coming in or giving us a chat and enjoy spending time with you and our conversation being a part of the oxb real series um and i you know we didn't talk much about you know where we congregate but if for our listeners you know our community lives in Telegram. We can be found at Pepe Community Entry on Telegram. That's where we live. That's where you need to come find us. Um, we'd love to have you. Um, all of us, we from the Pepe community. Okay, Rage, I appreciate your time today and I really enjoyed talking with you. Um, you know, and I want to tell our, remind our listeners that we live on Telegram at Pepe Community Entry, and that's where all of our community members congregate, we chat, we work, we build, we're working on this community together, and we all, uh, everybody's part is important. No one's part is more important than the other. We all, we all uh, 
drawing on each other's strength. I've had several people that have helped shape me and to be a little bit better leader. And you're a very good leader, and we really appreciate that. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, and we get to the end, man. We're going to celebrate. It's going to be lots of fun. I'm looking forward to it, Brian. I really, man. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you for listening to the Pepe Community Project OXB Real Series, episode number three with Rage. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward or find us on Twitter at Pepe Community underscore.